Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. I'm in my fears. I know, and I'm, I'm just... I'm You're just, not talking me out of it. I'm just... Checking anno- your phone. No, I'm just annoyed because... We are one week in, <laughs> two weeks in, three weeks in, whatever. We're, we're 10 games, 11 games in, and this is going to be so much fun. This is going to be so much fun when you – do you remember – and I can't, I can't suggest it's going to be just like LeBron James, but when they drafted LeBron, I go right back to the amount of fun that I had. And, yes, back then people were saying, oh, he's going to go to New York. It was Remember, it wasn't L.A. at that time. It wasn't South Beach. It was New York. Everyone's like, he's going to go to New York. Like, okay, well, you know, we're going to beat everybody's ass. And yeah. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to be on national television every night. And it's going to be a new highlight reel, highlight reel every single game. And the rest of the league's going to be asked about him. And it's going to lead SportsCenter. Remember, that was a big deal back mm-hmm. then. And it was just such an awesome experience to see the queue uh, at the time. It was called the queue, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, to, to see that it was – actually, was it – was it still the gun? It's basketball time at the queue. Wait, when was it done being the gun? It might have still been the gun, man. Yeah, I it think was it the gun yeah. this first season and a half, I think. Oh, yeah, it's because. basketball time at the queue. Yeah, that's right. It, I'm going to do that for the rest of the podcast now. You're going to hate it. Yeah, Gordon Gunn was their owner uh, to start out. But uh, it was just awesome to see the place sold out to see the Cleveland skyline. You hadn't seen the Cleveland skyline in – Anything since maybe what the I guess Indians World Series, but it was so much you know more why? pronounced because it was basketball. That's right. Time of the queue. So yeah, sure. People were telling us all the time he's going to New York. He's going to play for the Knicks. The Joe Tate for Donut Collection. He wants to go play in the Mecca. He wants to play in the Garden. Okay, great. And you know what? We're gonna we're gonna have these great rivalries now and basketball. We're going to have those nights where we're going to be on East 4th. I remember that was the start of East 4th. East 4th was just a speckle in the eyes. Uh, was, was not it, even a thing. Was there like okay? This is the thing. You about could drive Lyme. your car down East Fourth. Yeah, I remember that. Thank you. There was a parking. There, there was that valet there, which was cheap at the time. It's not anymore. But they did not allow cars to. Now they don't allow cars to go all the way through. Back then, you just take your car down East Fourth. Well, basically, they only they don't. I don't think they allow regular cars even in there. It's basically just uh, delivery trucks, right, for restaurants? Yeah, and, and then there's the valet at the end. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're the right. one side by Flannery. See, Lyman knows more about Cleveland than what people ever will give him credit for. He basically be a tour guide. He's basically a Cleveland historian. 
He's like John Skurdick over there. I hope I'm saying his name right. Over at the Cleveland Public Library, you're basically an historian. If John, someone would pay also, my friend off. Andy Kaplan, who unfollowed me on Twitter for whatever reason, I think it's because of my prof- my pro Browns stances on things. He gets very oh. negative about the Browns at times, even though he's a Browns fan. Uh, I would Andy do- Kaplan, good guy. Go get your library card. Go be a member of the Cleveland Public Library. Uh, in, in in my spare time, if you paid me enough, I would absolutely do those tours. I think you'd well. We'll get you in a spot where you got to do them for free. The good old community yeah. service. Uh, on a side note, in Boston, mm. I realize what a racket the tour industry is. Yeah, it is. It is unbelievable to see. Yeah, your 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 groups of uh, what, what do they call it? The the uh, oh, the, not the swan buses. What do they call those those bus? The, the duck, duck boats. boats. Yeah, the duck boats. Thank you, Owen. And and they're full. To the gills, the lines to get in, no matter what the weather, everybody wants to get on these buses and listen to a tour guide. But then to see just the more personalized groups, like just the couples who have a tour guide Mm. or the families that have a tour guide, Ah. and to listen to the tour guides get into it as if they were thespians acting out the different historical battles that had, you know, been waged, you know, 300 years ago. It was actually pretty cool, and then I'm thinking, this is a racket. These people could be lying to these people. And I always wondered, uh, while I'm listening to these groups, as they get closer to each other and they get territorial, do they sometimes pick up some of the inaccuracies Uh. of the other tour and they start to go, they don't know the actual year was 1684, not 1685. Remember, history is always in the eye of the teller. Uh, We had a – Speaking of teller. Uh Uh-oh. No. Oh, well, that was for the show. Yeah. Um – our tour, when we were in New York, we had tour guides for different buses, and we were pissed because we, okay, we're ninth, we were in ninth grade, and we went for Edison Junior High had an eighth grade, ninth grade trip every year, and you could like the first year we went to D.C. in eighth grade, and then in ninth grade we went to New York, which was awesome. Every other year you had to go to D.C. because you know mm-hmm. education and all the stuff, and it was. It was fine. D.C. was you great. You get your real education in New York City yeah. around Central Park. D.C. was great. The only problem is that – actually, this was a big problem – is it was just nonstop because they wanted you to see every memorial. They wanted you to see yeah. everything. And so you never had any – I mean, we're in eighth grade, and I've always liked history, and I'd enjoy it more now as an adult. You are. You're a history buff. Ken is yeah, a history buff. But I, I liked it then. I was just like, you guys are running this ragged. You're killing us, man. This is, this is a killer. <laughs> And then in ninth grade, it was New York, which is a bigger, more dangerous city. Like, I was basically mugged in New York at ninth grade. But they let us kind of hang out, and so we kind of, like, got in our own little trouble there in Times Square and stuff like that, which was fun. And, I mean, ultimately, what are they going to do? As long as we're safe, who cares? Uh, But we all had tour guides the buses, and one but like, we were all like, everybody stays in Manhattan. Nobody goes anywhere else but Manhattan. So it's like, great, we got to see the Madison Square Garden. And I was like, we wanted to see Yankee Stadium. One bus, the the tour guide, I'm showing you New York. Bronx, Brooklyn, they were gone for hours. Like, people oh, were about to call the cops. amazing. And it's like, no, I just showed every every part of New York. You they just went, saw Macy's instead. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> think they went to Queens. Yeah, we basically went to we went to the Macy's, and that right. was it. Yeah. And they were all, Rockefeller Center. We got to see Yankee Stadium. We're going, What? What? You always oh, yeah. do that. That's the worst part. Oh, I was pissed. The worst part of New York is Times Square, MSG, yep. Macy's, Rockefeller. Those are the worst I parts, but those are where people want to go. I didn't get to see anything. I didn't get to see Brooklyn. I didn't those get to see Williamsburg. Yeah. I didn't get to see any of that. It sucked. 
Mm. That part sucked. Like I've been to I've been to New York technically twice. I've been to Manhattan. Yeah. Like so I haven't been to New York. Like I've mm. been there, but I haven't been there. So I know we got way sidetracked there. But Go anyway, ahead. the whole point of what I was saying was it was so much fun having LeBron that I was not going to even hear it. And back then, I was kind of naive as a sports fan. So I was, I was Cleveland against the world. What are they talking about? LeBron's never going to leave. Look at what he's building here. Look at his legacy. Yeah. And I assumed he was never going to leave, and that's why I was so mad when it happened. Going to Miami, it's why we were all mad. We all, we all conned ourselves into believing there was no chance. And then LeBron ended up being the the first one, you know, really the first one to make that an okay decision. It wasn't okay when he did it because everyone hated him. His, mm-hmm. his public opinion, his approval rating was through the tank. But then when he ended up winning that first title, then it, it became cool for everybody. And that's ultimately what I can't stand. And it that's why totally I get it. I totally get what you're saying about Evan Mobley, but just embrace how much fun this is going to be to go through all of those firsts to see Evan Mobley, you know, crawl, then walk for the first time, put his first words together. All those things are going to happen with the Cavs. He's going to have triple doubles. He's going to he's going to have the quadruple double, the Kim Olajuwon quadruple double with blocks. It's going to be fun. It's going to be insane. And all it takes is for one ya- one Yahoo to get in his ear. It'll happen this year. He'll get and asked about it this year. Baskin and Phelps will ask is, him. This is a well, that's strong. This is an organization that has not been very well run. I think LeBron and, and how good LeBron covered a lot of that up. I can't believe you're wearing shorts this November And flip-flops. I said and I was going to take advantage. I said, this is it. This is a mindset. I have to do it today because this is going to be it. Meanwhile, I'll be riding around my backyard picking up leaves with a mower later. Um, so, it's this is exhausting to me already, and it's going to be because – like I brought up during the show with Zion Williamson, they're already like Zion's got to go. Zion, he's not happy here. He shouldn't have to play here. He's not yeah. happy here. And it's like all right, all it takes is one typical goofball dummy move by the Cavs, and they're out. Of, they're out on Dave Griffin, and, <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, now now Evan can't play here. Evan's not going to be happy here. And it's like, then what do we do? Do we only play basketball in five cities? Is that it? Do, is that well? Is that all we do? Is but just see, play NBA basketball me, in five cities? That should be part of the fun. Part of the fun should absolutely be to enjoy that Cleveland against the world. Hey, we're beating the Celtics. Hey, we're going into MSG. We're beating the Knicks. Maybe we're going to go toe-to-toe with the Milwaukee Bucks. We beat Atlanta on the road. Like, all these steps that you're taking, just relish that. And then, yeah, it's always going to be in the back of your mind every offseason. He's going to be asked about it. He's going to go train in L.A. You know that. He went to USC. He's from San Diego. Went to Temecula. Uh, high school. That's right. He's from Teme- so, Temecula. So all those things, I, I yeah, off season they're gonna come up. But you know what? Let's have fun because we've had no fun. This has not been fun outside of zero the, fun. Outside of the two Colin Sexton games against Brooklyn, there have been no fun. There have there's been nothing, nothing. They of were the ten sort. and ten for a minute. They were. Yeah, they were. So this is this is interesting. You know, the Cavs are without four of their rotational players right now. I mean, think about that. And yet they are impossible to play against early on. No one has any idea. No one has any idea how to go up against the two seven-footers and then you throw out marketing when he's there. Um, not having Colin, it, it, for all the, the, the talk What's about Colin, it, 
it's just they need the scoring. They absolutely need the scoring. Now, I've always suggested they need his scoring off the bench. He was on bad teams last year, so I didn't care that he was starting. But I always said once they get good, he's a bench player. Yeah. And now we've seen that. He's good. Or they're good. And his role has had to take a tremendous backseat. The timing's just unfortunate. Stinks for Colin. Really does. You Why know, did he sign that extension? They offered him. Okay, this has been reported by many different places. Uh, I think he was thinking he was going to get more and probably didn't think that he was going to become not an afterthought, but just his, that his role would be diminished this quickly. Think about it. For three years, most rookies do not have the green light that Colin Sexton has had for three years. And that is a byproduct of not only him being good, because he was way better than I think a lot of people thought. He would be certainly way better than I ever thought, but because the Cavs are so bad. And so they had to give him the green light because why not? Who cares? But now in year four, you're going to ask him to go through a tremendously decreased role. That's tough for a lot of people. To have the green light every time down mm -hmm. and to be able to play through your struggles, play through at times you're going to be off and then times you're going to be on, to be able to have that green light at all times. And then this year it's like it's not a good shot, Colin. What? What do you mean not a good shot? I'm score. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. You have better options. You can throw to the big seven footer there, the seven footer there. You got marking in another seven footer coming off screens. Oh, now Darius Garland shooting 44%. Oh, Chetty is shooting 40% from three, 45% from three. Like we have options here. You have to move the ball. And actually I'd seen him move the ball more, but that's just really tough. That stresses you from a role perspective, big time. Uh, you're right about that. I've wondered about that in a different Vane, I've wondered about I, that I with Baker Mayfield. It, see, it, did his it, okay? But what is it? What did his agent tell him? Like, you're still drafting third. You've been here four years. Yeah. Like, there has to be a point where you kind of take the money and run. Because what would the extension have been? What was the ballpark money amount? Boy, I've seen amount a, I, I've seen a lot of different numbers. I mean, uh, Mikael Bridges, a different type of player, obviously. But what did he sign for? Was it twenty? Was it twenty million a year? And people thought, "Wow, that's a that's a bargain." And you knew that Colin would want more than that. I'll have to go back and look at the numbers, but uh, I, I think I think Colin wanted way north of that. Mm. And the Cavs, hey, they they held firm, and this was not easy for the Cavs because remember they promoted the hell out of Colin Sexton. They had nothing else to promote, so Colin was the face of everything. Yeah. And anytime he was bashed by people like me. Or national media people. I got, I got a little hot every and, now and then, too. But any time that he was questioned, they would come out and say, in the last 17 and a half games, only five players in NBA history mm -hmm. have averaged these exact movements on a basketball floor <laughs> and exact, exact routines before a game where they've drank coffee and then gone to the bathroom for number two and then uh, come out and shot eight warm-ups and averaged 23 points a game and yep. say like they had to find specific stats just to prove how good he was and guys I think we all know in Cleveland now like you know a great player when you see one you don't need this to show is, me stats for LeBron James so I don't need to see Evan Mobley stats I want to say this on the I don't air. need to see it he's I, good I, 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 I'm so glad I get to do this I wanted to do this on the show, and I'm going to do this on the show still because I think it's a great analogy. I already used this with one person on Twitter about pro football focus, right? You can get any stat you want. You know what you see. Yes. I Because so, I, who was it? L.A. Someone tweeted at us. I forget what it was. And I said they, – because they, they said they didn't – they agreed with you about some of the stats that people find. It's like, do you think the guy's good or do you not think the guy's good? You know what you see. 
Your lot, your eyes are not that stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, my doctor sends my blood work to my wife, and my blood work says that I am perfectly fine. My cholesterol is is, is in perfectly fine form. My my blood pressure is well within reason. I have no hypertension, anything like this. If you were to look at me, what do your eyes tell you? <laughs> Does anything about you tell me that I'm a healthy person? Colin Sexton. So exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. No, that was a This cheap is shot. what I'm saying. You can find any stat that is going to tell you some good news. Do you believe with your eyes? Because it's it, it is a, you could say, a morbid or grotesque type of example, but it's the truth. So I don't want to hear that about it because I, I can sit here and bring up stats all I want. I can, I can have my own pro football focus. I have my doctor on every day. For everybody who calls me a giant fat ass on Twitter or whatever, I can have my doctor every day, and they're going to go, well, I know what I see. Do the same thing with your quarterback. KCF. I'm about to Jack do this. Carmen focus. Exactly. I need to do this on the air. <laughs> this is the best example. This is the best analogy I've ever heard. Look at – trust your eyes. Trust your eyes. And if I surprise you, I surprise you. But trust your eyes on this. How good is Baker compared to X, Y, or Z? Mm. Or A, B, and C when it comes to those quarterbacks. Probably better than a lot, not better than these guys. That's okay. How good are the Cavs compared to these teams? Probably not better than a lot, but maybe starting to get better than these guys. Hell yeah. The same thing with Evan Mobley. The same thing with with, with Darius Garland. The same thing with Colin Sexton. The same thing with everybody. Like, there is something that tells you, like, hey, man, I know what I'm seeing, and what I'm seeing is good. Evan Mobley is good. Nick Chubb is good. These guys are good. Don't Jose Ramirez yeah. is good. I don't need numbers now to there tell are, me they're good. Now, there are numbers to, to tell you that. And there, there, there are Wyatt Teller numbers to tell you how dominating, physically imposing, how incredibly gifted yes. he is. There's also the tape that backs it up. That's when you know it, when the tape and the numbers have this intersection yes. that brings us to a beautiful place like a $14-plus-million-dollar contract. Yes. That's exactly what happens. X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com, Extend Technologies. I am – okay, I, I got to get out of my fears. It's just he's playing so well so early. Like, I really thought he would be like, oh, here's a flash here, here's a flash there, and that's fine, and they would be whatever. I, did, I just didn't expect him to play this well this soon. Like, you said it, it C- Cade Cunningham's whatever – um, you know, most of these guys are just whatever right now, and he is—he's good. And it's like rookie of the year on like, both he ends. Be rookie of the yeah, year. rookies are never good on both ends. Exactly, they are never in that league. They never are. Uh, this is just this is just unbelievable stuff, and it is. It, it even the people that thought he'd be good, they didn't think he'd be this good this early, especially after I know it's summer league. Summer league, he was not good. And it just goes to show you how, how that transition from co- college is such a different game right now than the NBA. There, there, there might as well be two polar opposite sports. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing similar. Excuse me. Is that going to stop me from watching Akron uh, and Ohio State today? Of course not. Are we going to get Ohio State? Do we come into a fight with you well, and I? N- no, what I'm wondering, Kenny, are we going to get our first glimpse on probably the Big Ten Network Uh-oh. of Ohio State student broadcasts for tonight? You know the openers. The openers will always get like, hey, here's Matt Sylvester and Eager Eddie ready to do the game. Eager Eddie. And he has those stats in front of him. And, hey, everybody, it's Eager Eddie from the Big Ten Network. All my family and friends are watching it. The opportunity I never got. I told you the only only big opportunity I ever got was because there was no radio road broadcast or TV, for that matter, for athletes – over America or something, or I think Sega Genesis had oh, a team. Okay. Who were all those teams 
that traveled out of conference at the beginning of the year. They weren't real teams, and they had X stars. Are you talking like, about the and one mixtape? No, so college basketball, they always, and I don't think they do this anymore. I think Rock and jock? They kind of did, but you would play guys. I'm like, I remember Harold the Show Arsenault. That guy, well, that guy was was a hit game <laughs> winners in the NCAA tournament. Now he's 40 and he's playing against Ohio State. So all these teams, used I remember to play. this, yeah. And so whatever team that was, I can't. Someone will someone will tweet it at me for sure. There were like seven of them traveling yeah. around the country, and the Buckeyes had them. And they said, Anthony, you're the play by play guy. My senior year, I was the play by play guy for Ohio State for the basketball team, both both men's and women's. And they said. You get to sit on the court wow. and call the game. And I was on that team's side. And so I start busting out into shtick second half. I never took it seriously enough. It's probably why I didn't get into play-by-play. I wanted to make my friends laugh. And so the second half, I start talking about their coach, how he's dressed, and he is listening. There's no one at the game, even Ohio State. Wow. There's like probably 8,000 at the game. And he – is busting up laughing, I remember you and he me got this. into it with an official, and I totally overplayed it. Like made it sound like it was it was you know Jeff Van Gundy going after an official and screaming about his kids, and dude, the whole team starts busting out laughing at everything I'm saying, and so now it's feeding into my ego, and then of course I took it too far, and then you always it, it, do it was wasn't good the rest of the way, but I just then Ohio State was up by like forty. And I, I, that was my one. That was my one big moment. Now they let you go on ESPN. Yeah, they let you just go. Here you go, kid. That was we don't want to pay anybody. They don't have the, but they no. didn't. We didn't have the internet like we do now. I know. Where everything know. you get a couple of cameras. The labor's cheap. Yes, and yes, they don't is. care because honestly, like this is the beauty ESPN has. They can say we're everywhere. Are you? Because there, but there's so many, and and this is the thing is that so many places can say they're on TV now where they have a couple of local guys, and some of those guys are good. I've told you about that before. I told you, Dirk Hemroff, I, Hemroff, I still listen to, obviously, mm-hmm. up at up at Michigan Tech, who does hockey. But there's always a guy like that who they put in there, and he can carry it, and he knows the local thing. It's just it kind of sucks if you're watching. It does kind of homer it up because it's always a local guy because yeah. they're not going to travel him anywhere in some of these places, like especially like some of the D2 places. It's all homer. So it's all homer, and so you take the good with the bad, but – it is a chance to be seen. Mom and dad don't have to travel. They get to watch on TV. ESPN gets the streaming numbers. You have to pay for the stream. So it pays for itself. Mm-hmm. It's it been a good business for model for them. It's yeah. Been a, yeah, it's been a good business model. And the, and the, the EA production Sports value, is one of the teams. I just remembered. There you go. Yeah. That's right. The production value doesn't have to be Sunday night football or anything like that. It's just it's whatever. Do I cut myself on my forehead? No. Or is this, is I don't see any, uh, any blood. I thought I cut myself yesterday. Oh, good. I had a big problem yesterday. I got moisture in the basement. I think it's the from trials the trials and tribulations. Oh, I think it's from the spigot that's out in the garage. Um, I ta- I got a hold of my father-in-law. He is um, – my dad's done a lot of work, and my father-in-law has built two houses. So they're very easy to uh, – my dad's easier to talk to now than he was then. He had very little patience for mm-hmm. anything back in the day. And it's given me a bit of a complex. Like, if something bad ha- – like, if there's a leak in the house – my father-in-law is very like, well, this is just what you need to do and, and step by step, and that's fine. Before, if there was a leak in the house, I would freak out, and I wouldn't think clearly. I would I would, uh, I would, would totally panic and not think clearly. One time I called him up, my mower wouldn't start. We first moved into Ridgeville, 
And I'm calling. I mean, I got the spark plug out. I went and replaced the spark plug. And he goes, did you check the battery? Sure as piss. The battery is from like 2006. And I'm like, man. Oh, it's just the battery. And like, it's embarrassing. But it, it, but he's helped me like, hold on a second. Just think it through. Don't freak out and just do this. So I do when there's something that I know. Like if there's something I, I've had experience with before, that's fine. And I'll call my dad and talk about it. But it's something I don't have experience with or I don't know because – Looking for a leak in a house, you might, it's, you might as well be looking for the Hope Diamond sometimes. And I knew, because he knows where everything goes, he's like, well, this is going to be... He goes, okay, you, you mentioned there was some moisture in your garage. He goes, you've been running that faucet? I go, yeah. Or that spigot? I go, yeah, I, I clean my tires. He goes, yeah. He goes, he goes, that's slow drip. He goes, if there was a real hole in there, you'd have 10 gallons of water down there real quick, you know. But them slow drips. And then he basically, like, he, like there's a little nut there twist on that nut and it helped it a little bit and i got the fan going on in the corner of the office right now not happy i had some of that i had some of that because i looked over i got done taking a shower and went on my office to put my clothes mm-hmm. on and i looked over in the corner i was just sitting there and i happened to look over i go what the f is that and it was like carpet glue that was like on the baseboard and i'm going you son do of you a smell bitch. anything no not well you when you, i got because i pulled up the carpet in the corner and i pressed my finger down and went oh my god and then i could smell like there's mold starting there, so you got to get that out of there as soon as you can, and that that's when I got on the phone with you, and then I was like, I gotta go. My God, my f- the house I grew up in was a dungeon, uh, in the basement. Yeah, and that's the way all basements were. And and there was an open no wa- such thing as a finished basement, an open water pit, just right down there, mm-hmm. which I couldn't believe. Our cats never just jumped into it. We never in there. saw them again. <laughs> All my buddies used to piss in their open water pits. <laughs> what, what, what was the deal with the open water pits? It was pit? basically sump pumps before there were covers for sump yeah. pumps because small kids used to get lost in those things. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, which, of course, to code these days, not exactly. No. Yeah. Not exactly. I, I did wonder a few years ago, how has not every basement in the country been finished by now? <laughs> it seems like everybody is finishing their basement. Everybody. And then yet when I go on Zillow and we're looking at houses, I'm like, you haven't done anything? Not, not, not the finished basement. You haven't done that. The kitchen is from it's, the seventies. It's almost rare to see an unfinished basement now anymore. Like somebody tries something because it's just, it's it's a nice ghetto. I think because it's a nice getaway. It's nice. Like my parents' basement isn't finished and it never will be. Because I think of how many more people were living in these houses. I mean, not while I'm there. Than do now, right? The yeah. family, the family is way down there, numbers wise. Yeah. There are way more people living in these houses. 30 years ago yeah. than there are today. So you would think, yeah, hell yeah, you'd want your basement finished because you would yeah. need more space. S- more space. Well, I think about that, honestly, with my sons because I go, okay, Axel has the biggest room. Eli has the second biggest room. Jonah has the third, has the smallest room, and it's by far the smallest room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, this works now while he's small. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do later on? Because Axel's, Axel's room is too big. Eli's room Can you double is- them up? Well, let the boys be boys. Eli's a little rambunctious, right. and Jonah's a very nice little boy. So it's like, do I move Eli to the mm-hmm. big room, and what do I do with Axel? He ain't that boy ain't sleeping in my office. That's my damn office. That's why we moved here. <laughs> That's why I said yes to this thing. Yeah, he, he ain't making that in my his bedroom. Hell no. How's the garage? <laughs> Might end up having to go that way. Um. I guess we'll figure it out. Or you know what? Jonas, nah, you got to move again. Here we go. Jonah's just gonna have to suck it up and live in a small room. Nah, you're you're I'm going not, to no, chagrin. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. Yeah, fine. 
not ready to do that yet. I'm not ready for that lifestyle. Mm. I can't even grow facial hair. How am I supposed to move to Shrin Falls? We still get people going, what's that keys thing mean? Like, oh, come on. Um, did you see the – real quick, did you see the Nikola Jokic? I did, yes. Did you see the Twitter account his brother's created? No. They're saying this is a real Twitter account. <laughs> Mike Singer, <clears throat> who's the Nuggets Denver uh, Nuggets reporter for the Denver Post, says, just got a text from, jo- text from Jokic's brother. This is their real account responding to Marcus Morris's tweet last night. Mm-hmm. And this is to Marcus Morris at 10.01 this morning. You should leave this way. You should leave this the way it is instead of publicly threatening our brother. Your brother made a dirty play first. If you want to make a step further, be sure we will be waiting for you. Jokic brothers. So, uh, good for the NBA or bad for the NBA? Now, here is something that the NBA had to do. They follow Jamal Murray. They only follow Jamal Murray. That's it. Oh, is that true? Okay, so uh, I'm not going to dance around it. The, the NBA, for many years, while I was growing up, uh, people that had their reasons to hate the NBA, do you know what they, they called the players uh, back then, Kenny? When I was growing up, like the 90s, really the 90s. This wasn't an 80s thing. This was this saying? was the 90s with the hip-hop culture, and there were fights that would happen, and what would the players be called? They'd be called thugs, oh. right? If players fought in the NBA, they were called thugs. In the NFL, it was just fine. You know, in hockey, it was just fine. In baseball, if there was yeah. a brawl, it was hilarious. Oh, my God, the manager's coming out. But in the NBA, it was. Yeah, they get very overlay. Like, I, I get because you're closer to the stands and everything, and – this yeah. is before – you're talking before, before the, Malice in the Palace. Before Malice in the Palace. Yeah. But – Even when, though Mike Mulberry took a guy's shoe and beat him with I it in the stands. Went uh, off the glass, that. into the seats, and beat a guy with his own shoe. Uh, we've seen guys get cut by the blades. Okay? So, uh, this uh, – now people – Boy, there is a double standard. There is there not. Debate, Judas was it, Priest. Was it coded language? You don't like the way they dress. You don't like the way they talk. You don't – you just don't like the NBA. That's not your thing. So – you you would come up with your coded words, okay? I don't whatever your motivation is for not liking the NBA. Yeah. This now it seems like Twitter's loving fights again. You know we're we're enjoying this. Are they like drama? We don't like fights in the stands. We call those people out. But this routinely. is family. This is not fans. Yes, this is family. But These I, are his brothers. Yeah, I guess I just meant all of this together. The drama of all of this. Kind of think everybody's liking it. I I think that everybody is enjoying it. I mean, but it hasn't gotten ugly. We haven't seen a Rudy Tomjanovich, ooh. you know, having face. Kermit, Kermit Washington. Yeah. Was it Kermit yeah. Rudy? Yeah. Um, well, we almost did last night. Um, but, I, you know, I, what did you think of that foul? Uh, dirty. Yeah. Did you think it was, it was dirty? dirty? I mean, it was dirty, obviously, the, the, what happened after, but the, yeah. the original contact by Morris. No, yeah. I thought it was kind of dirty. Oh, okay. And then, uh, you know, you're always allowed a little – uh, it, look, it wasn't going to kill him, pushing him like that. I mean, it's it's fine, whatever. Mm. And then you guys can decide how 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 big of badasses you're going to be. Are you going to pretend to fight? Are you going to really going to fight? These guys seem like they really were going to wait for each other after the game and get into it. What you saw, Jimmy Butler said, "Hey, you know, I'll see you in the parking lot." All that. Obviously, you don't really want that. Jimmy uh, Butler go after you. Know, you want to see it in the off season if they schedule an actual boxing match, a celebrity boxing match. Mm-hmm. Yes. You don't want to see where do guys really get hurt. They don't get hurt in those celebrity boxing matches. That, well, should say that, but a former NBA player certainly did look like. Uh, Doctor does Steve Williams he tore up his knee. Oh yeah, that yeah, that's one for sure. I know. R.I.P. I, I was talking about um, what's his name, Robinson. Nate, Nate Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, yeah that, that was ugly. Sleep. 
But, you know, if guys are really going to fight and it's on the cement pavement and it's in the back and it's dimly lit, yeah, someone someone could get really hurt. These giant individuals. <laughs> oh, the giant I mean, they all individuals, are. yeah. They all are. I always love that when, you know, like LeBron James early in his career would flop a little bit. Here, well, he flopped his whole career. But um, would, he did. Would, would kind of stay away from the fights. And everyone's like, LeBron James, what a wimp. And I'm like, if you stood next to LeBron James, I'm You guessing- said that about Steph Curry. I, actually, you I, said that about yeah. Steph Curry, too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm telling you right now. That's true. It, because I have stood next to – I remember yeah. uh, I was practice at the finals, and I'm like, whoa, Steph Curry. He's not, like, huge muscle-wise, but you stood next to him, you'd be like, this guy, first of all, could hit me from three feet away. Yeah. And I couldn't do nothing to stop it. He's way quicker than you. He's way more explosive than you, believe it or not. Stronger. He more would, likely stronger. You would be surprised on some of these guys yeah. how strong they really are. And I'm like, man, these guys in the NBA, I know you think they're all wimps. Uh, be ugly with this a lot of them. This is why, like, if you're going to look like me, this is why I'm a happy drunk. Like, I, okay, we got that guy at the tailgate. He's a, he's a um, bouncer at Barley House, and mm. his name's Big John. Yeah. I know and this guy doing. just looks – like he doesn't start, he doesn't win fights. He ends threats. <laughs> he does, and he does. Like he, I think he's trained with Stipe, and he does strong style and stuff like that. Like the guy is the real deal. And there's just dudes that it's like, man, thank God I don't get angry when I get loaded. Because if I was if I was an angry drunk, I'd embarrass myself eight times over. Because these guys these guys are the real deal. Like I, we've all been in Lyme and I, I, I you know, Lyme and I have been hit in the face more times than most people have had a hot meal. And I bet I, this guy, it's just that's his business. His business is ending threats, threats of physical violence uh, by any means necessary, and it is it is the real deal. Like the, some of us dabble in that life. These guys live it. That's their that's their thing. And that's like that always kind of like that's a spooky thing to me, and especially even with athletes. Like even, like there's athletes that, yeah, might not want to square up with some of the other athletes, but. They'll knock me out. I would. That's why I was surprised. Like when I saw that documentary, um, well, I, when I saw Uncut, the Mouse in the Palace. Mm-hmm. Did you see that on Netflix? I did not. I just saw mixed right. mixed reactions. It was so. good. I could not believe that one fan who got decked. <laughs> like, he, didn't, he didn't like the. I thought he was going to get decked by Ron Artest, and he doesn't. Previously, Ron Artest. Now I'm at a world peace. Like he still kind of takes it. He takes a shot right in the face, and I thought he. You'd think he'd just go down in a slump. Jermaine O'Neal might have killed a guy yes. had he not slipped. But You're exactly the right. guy who got decked by Ron Artest, like, kept with it. And the guy is still an ass to this day. Oh, he is? He, it, oh, you will hate the guy. He's a total heel. He's a total heel. Let me guess he sued the NBA and he sued he the arena. went after everybody. Went after yeah. everybody. And it's like, dude, you're on the floor. You, you squared up with an NBA player. And he, and you thought there'd be no consequences. Nope. And because and like, normally there aren't. There really aren't consequences you, for a lot of guys. You'll watch that. And seeing where we're at now in 2021, you will be like you will open your mouth agape at the at the fans like a couple of the guys who got in trouble for now that. You're making me want to go back and watch a it. A couple of the fans who got in trouble for that, like they were like laughing and all this stuff and oh whatever, bunch of thugs overpaid. Th- like you can't do that now, not a chance. Like that part of society has really changed, where it's like, hey man, you get involved with the players, you, you're you're gonna get in trouble too. Like we'll just remove you and you'll never be allowed to be in the. And, and people, like, what happened with that guy in Fenway earlier mm-hmm. this summer? It's like, yeah, that's funny and stuff when you're 22. Could you imagine when you're 35 and your 7-year-old wants to go to a baseball game and you can't do it? <laughs> you're banned for life. You need to steal someone's identity just to go to a game. Ugly. Uh, that Rams fight that I just saw this week uh, I thought was notable because the one guy dropped not one, 
then regathered, had another guy come after him. The first guy he dropped <laughs> went face down and went burp, burp, burp. <laughs> oh uh, like, like going down yeah. the railing like it was naked gun yeah. in the wheelchair. Like it was really ugly. And then the other guy, I'm like, holy cow, that guy just did a handicap match, and he just decked the other guy. Yeah, he did. And then calmly left. There are just guys out there who know how to fight. They know how to fight. And so just just assume, and I know it's impossible. We've all gotten into it. Thank God I finally got to an age where that stopped happening a couple months ago. But there's always the thought that, you know, you're drunk, you lose your composure, your adrenaline's flowing, testosterone, if you've got any left, if you're not low T, you know, maybe you can handle yourself. Just remember, if you go into every one of these public instances, remember or just assume that the guy you're starting with knows how to fight. And if you just assume that, you'll just just stay out of fights. Yeah, You'll just stay out of fights because it never ends well. It will end with you getting hit, probably sucker punched, and then having your face fall down, broken nose, loss of teeth, uh, my God, the orbital fracture. My God, Kenny, you don't Boy, want the orbital the fracture. The orbital fracture. That puts you out. You can't go to work. You're going to be doing virtual for a long time and covering half your face. Oh, my God. I got a story to tell you when we get off the air. Uh, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. I can't even share it on the podcast. X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. We're back on Thursday. We will do Inside Baseball. I have the emails. We will tell you something uh, about the radio biz coming up on Thursday. Is that okay with you, Tom? That's good. X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Uh, Extend Technologies. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 